Welcome to Two Slant Trees. I'm Willie. I'm Jess. And we are going to the book Pure Pleasure by Gary Thomas. Also, we're married to each other. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is that has been a consistent theme actually through this uh, through this podcast. Our marriage to each other. Yeah. Also, we read books together. Um. So we are yes we're reading Pure Pleasure by Gary and Thomas and this week's or this episode's chapters. Number four, it's called Enjoying the Earth Without Loving the World. Before we start, Willie, do you have any funny stories to tell from this week? Uh, oh, I have one. Oh, you do? Okay. <laughs> so I don't do know. You... I don't know. If... I always ask the boys if they have funny stories, but they never tell me. Um, probably because they know that you'll get mad because they're going to tell like a penis joke or something like that. Right? Okay. That's so probably true. Um, the other day... I found this really nice little picture and I reposted it on Facebook and it says, we must not allow the clock and the calendar to blind us to the fact that each moment is a miracle and a mystery. This is a quote from H.G. Wells. Yeah. And it's like a little kid carrying like, it's like a Christmas scene. Christmas scene. Yeah. It's a meme. It's a a very nice thing. And I repost that and I then like almost immediately I hear crash, bang, mom, you really should come and cry. Lots of crying. Multiple yeah. children crying. Yeah. Jack runs in the room. No, mom, you really should come. <laughs> okay, I come. And then I say, Willie, you need to come see this. <laughs> Willie walks into the room. We both walk in and the Christmas tree has been collapsed to yeah, the ground. Yeah, I think they got a, a roll of beads and they just started pulling, pulling and seeing what would happen. But I thought it. what it looked like to me at first was that... Um, Teddy had grabbed all of the blankets off of his bed because it looks like he kind of ran past the tree and knocked it down. That's what I thought at first, but I guess they were pulling on the like gold beads and pulled it down. And so Willie walks in, he puts his hands on his hips and he says, each moment is a miracle and a mystery, eh? (laughs) So then we laughed. Then we laughed. And then... Put the boys on timeout for a couple hours. Yeah. While we put the tree back up. I think, no, I think it was bed, almost bedtime at that point. So we just, I tried to put Teddy right to bed. It didn't quite work. Yeah. And then our, our, I, we have not put the ornaments back on yet. Well, not actually. in the lower half. No, and none are on. Okay. I think there's a couple. Maybe. But I've, maybe we'll just do it again at Christmas Eve and then we don't have to deal with, because yeah. up until that point anyways, it, our tree only had ornaments on the top half basically because Timmy would walk around and just grab them and hide them or something. Yeah. Um, also, I heard that the summer was dry on the Christmas tree farms and that's why this one's losing so many needles. Okay. So it's just a bad year for Christmas trees all the way around. 2020. <laughs> so much 2020. Um, Peak. What is not dry right now is either our noses. So you're probably going to hear some sniffles and and stuff like that because we are a little bit under the weather. Yeah. Um, but it's not COVID. I did have a Yeah, COVID you got test. tested. Jack and I had a COVID test on, was it Saturday morning? Saturday. Um, yeah. No, I haven't seen anyone since. No corona. No rona. Yeah. For us. So yes, every... Moment is a miracle and a mystery. Yes, <laughs> yes. Including just, kids' blowouts, etc. Yeah, just pregnant <laughs> with opportunity. Which um, does lead us nicely into the idea of enjoying the earth without loving the world. Yeah. Um. So he starts with a quote 
by Shauna Nyquist, which Willie pointed out to me is Bill Hybel's daughter, which kind of breaks my brain a bit. But anyways, uh, she says, the world is alive, blinking and clicking, winking at us slyly, inviting us to get up and dance to the music that's been playing since the beginning of time. I like that. Probably because I can hear like all kinds of Baptists just dropping dead of horror because of dancing. Because of the dancing? The old, old school Baptists. Hmm. Um, are we going to start with this question right away? No, no, no. Okay. We'll, we'll get to the other question. He, I think, he starts but, off I the think book we're going to start with this, uh, this contrast between knowing, enjoying the earth without loving the world. Yeah. Because it's just like this clear contrast. And I've seen people like wrestle with this. It's like, hey, like the Bible says, do not love the world or the things in the world. But then, you know, it also says the earth is the Lord and everything in it. So there's just like a, a contrast there. And I guess I've heard people say, man, like this is really complicated. Do I love the world? Do I not love the world? And for me, I'm like, just don't be so weird. You know, and it doesn't seem very complicated to me. It's like, don't love things that are bad. Sure. But love the things that are good. I think that's all that that means. Right. Like, do not love the world. Well, don't love the things that are bad. Yeah. Um... I guess, I don't know, I think, well, when I think of the world, what I guess I think of is, like, all the, like, the dark and sketchy sinful things, like, I guess I think of, like, I don't like know. Like you? Like, you're a sinner. I'm a dark and sketchy sinful thing. Um, I think of, well, I think of, like, the principalities and powers, and I think of, like, um. The principality's your pal. Yeah, <laughs> principal. What? I tell you, remember how to spell principal. <laughs> okay, oh, thanks. Right? The principal is your pal, the person, but if it's P L E, it's like. Was the principal your pal? That's, Some I feel of like them that's were. a dumb. Who's, who's pal? That's how they teach you how to spell. Okay, yes. thanks. Um, not helpful. Well, so, you're the one that's at war with the principalities. So. Uh, aren't we all? I don't, are we? Shouldn't we be? I guess, yeah, maybe I just, You're I'm in love this, with the world, maybe. <laughs> you just love the world. I just love it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I guess that's what I think of. I think of, actually, I have this visual thought in my mind of, like, everything's gray and dark and, like, you know, George Orwelly, I guess. Hmm. Um, Orwellian. And, I guess, secularism and the encroaching, like, you know, stealing away of... All this, you know, just yeah, the... yeah. So I guess in my mind, and I'm not sure when this formed in my mind. There's certainly places I could go, and I would likely get myself into trouble, right? Like, um, anywhere on St. Catherine, for example. <laughs> no, uh, <laughs> the Chinese restaurant restaurant we like is on St. Catherine's. Our church is on St. Catherine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it is. Yes, it is a crossover from a strip club, but it is a church. Yeah. So there's definitely places I could go. Where I would get into trouble. Yeah. Right? Um, but, like, that's... Sometimes there's more to do with me than the place. Like, it's like... Um, so, like, think of, like, the schoolyard when you're a kid. And there's a big circle of boys. And they're saying, fight, 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 fight. You know? Like, if I go over there, I'm going to get into trouble. <laughs> and maybe I do go over or I don't. You certainly did. <laughs> but it doesn't mean the playground's a bad place. It just means don't get in fights. Right? And then there's, like... you. Like, for me, it was more learning of, like, what places are not a good place for me to be in. For you personally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of funny because I feel like, all, well, I mean, not funny, but I feel like most Christians would be like, just don't go to the play yard, right? Because there's that whole conversation of, like, how far away can we get away? How far can we get away from sin, you know? Yeah. But yeah. I think the reality of this, the reality of the world is that we are in on the earth. 
mind, we cannot. Yeah. Like, we are here. We cannot get away from some things. But yeah, yeah. we're not meant to get away from it. Like, we are well, here it's, to it's enjoy It's the only it. planet we got, right? So Yeah. No, I think there is a reality that, like, everything is affected by sin. Yeah. Right? and Or infected, even. Right? And so, like, everything is supposed to be good. And so... Uh, you should be able to see that, but at the same time, recognize like it could be turned around and and be made bad, like like a playground at school, right? It is supposed to be yeah. fun, but like bullying is going on and little fights and you know uh, and stuff like that. Um, so, but I don't know. For me, it was just a bit more like natural of like the this is a mix of good and bad, yeah. And don't do the bad stuff. Don't do the bad, yeah. But enjoy the good parts. And do you think that is related to the way your parents raised you, like to kind of were you? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like, like neither, I don't know what we, other people are neither doing. Neither you or I were particularly, like, sheltered on purpose. No. Like, I was a little bit, but, like, not not tremendously. I didn't go to school dances, but I couldn't That's because you didn't want to. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I was allowed Too to. Too shy to ask the girls out. We, we, we were allowed to listen to secular music, etc. Like, mm. although not all of it, you know. I do remember my dad storming after my brother and being like acdc is satanic or something like that which he would now laugh at mm-hmm. but uh he he had a good uh good intentions i guess so one of the things that he uh, that he the author talks about in relation to what we're just saying not about acdc but um he says the problem is that we take the bible's condemnation of the world as condemnation of the earth this serious mistake has unfortunate consequences for our soul and our view of life. Much of the world stands against God and rebels against him. But God created the earth to reveal himself to us and to provide a place where we can enjoy him. Hmm. Um, but I, like, yeah, I think I agree with him there. But he's kind of distinguishing between the earth and the world. But yeah. God made the world too, right? Like, because the earth is just a uh, big piece of dirt, right? I think he's but the world is like those... all the people in the world too, right? And so yeah. like... Because Christians can fall into kind of like, oh, I got to get to nature and, and get to where God is. Yeah. That like, like that God's up on a mountain or something. No, he's the... But, but God's around people too, right? And so he's yes. just as much in Montreal as he is in like a lake. Yes, it's like true. Like out in God's country or something. I think people... Um, I mean, I wonder if he's just using those the two different words because they connect with that idea of creator versus creation. Yeah. Slash, I mean... The... But you wouldn't want to be on the earth without any created thing. Because you'd be naked, you wouldn't have a house, you wouldn't have... Right? So, like, created things are... You'd be are isolated, too. yeah. Or you'd freeze to death in Canada, <laughs> or you get bitten by venomous snakes in the jungle. Yeah. Right? So, so like, the... what I hear you saying is that it's not just about the created, like, nature. Yeah. And, like, some sort of, like, hippie communion with God through nature. Um but also enjoyment of like cities that God has also created. And yeah. but I think a lot and of people running water, flush toilets. Flush, yes. Praise the living Lord. But I think it's true. A lot of people do kind of maybe, or maybe, I don't know. We kind of have picked up this idea that like cities are a part of the fall somehow. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that comes to like the tower of Babel yeah. or, or Babylon, Babylon. <laughs> the image of Babylon in the in the Bible, but which is a bit, but misunderstood. But Re- Revelation also talks like the new heaven or the new earth is like a giant city, isn't it? Yeah. So take that. Um, 
so he, after talking about this, he talk, he kind of goes into this discussion of like basically grumpy Christians, not just grumpy Christians, but like self-hating Christians yeah. that are, I guess, come from this view of God as anyways, um, here, let me describe it. He says, he takes this out of a, a quote from this lady, Karen Horney. Um, she wrote about the neurosis of uh, neurosis and human growth. She's a psychologist. Um, but he says the her marking markers of neurotic self-hatred are relentless demands on self, merciless self-accusation, self-contempt, self-frustrations, self-tormenting and self-destruction. Mm. Sounds all pretty like awful, but oh, well, self-centered too, right? Like it's all turned in on yourself. Mm-hmm. So, but he takes that list and he like breaks it down a little bit because he knows that you're going to tune out when you see all these commas. Um, I, I do that. Well, okay. Was it you that decided that don't oh, read any, you don't, don't read, read italics? Yeah, don't read yeah. italics. He said that. So he wouldn't even known what the, her book was called because it was in italics. <laughs> what, what was her book called? I'm covering it up. Neuroses and Human Growth. You can't read it. Oh, yeah, you got it. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay, so here's a question to you, listeners. Do you... Are you relentlessly... De- uh, do, or do you have relentless demands on yourself? Are you merciless, merciless in self-accusation? Do you have self-contempt? Self-frustrations? Are you self-tormenting? Or have self-destruction? Um, t- teenager and 20-year-old Jess had a lot of those things. Hmm. I think because I was just like... Yeah, I just had a high self... high expectations on myself and probably because I was like I felt like I had to be perfect to please God I mean I didn't actually think that I was trying to please God but I was Mm. very frustrated with my humanity I still kind of wrestle with that a little bit but um yeah yeah. and I I, I think or I think it's I mean saying like the neuroticism is like one of the big five personality traits and it's just like something that who knows why a lot of people deal with but then i think and so i would say yeah i, I can see some aspects of myself in that where it's like um yeah it's absolutely like self-judgy or, yeah. or sorry self-tormenting self-contempt self-accusation merciless self-accusation merciless, yeah. yikes um and i don't know if i probably do that all of those probably more than i should not sure if any are like really out of control but you know it's like oh yeah like why do i beat myself up over these things yeah um but it's maybe so those are things that a lot of people do Mm -hmm. but then christians can then mistake it for maturity when they're like holiness feeling negative about themselves or and not recognize oh that's actually like self-centeredness yeah and or neuroticism as Mm -hmm. kind of that personality traits would say yeah, and I think I was like that partly because I saw God as this, well, I guess headmaster who was like wrapping my knuckles to try and get me to be more perfect, I think, or like that kind of thing. Did headmaster your school have a headmaster? No, I'm just thinking of some stuck up <laughs> old Preeby's man. Miss like... school for girls that don't read good. <laughs> Basically, don't do math good. Um he just asked, obviously, the question, like, do you really think God wants you to live this way? Is this the kind of attitude or life that God, that really actually honors God? And um, thankfully, I have been freed of some of that through, like, just therapy and growing up. But, like, um, yeah, it's a good question he asks next. Like, 
ask yourself some serious questions. Is your faith as you defined it or as it has been defined for you, keeping you from enjoying life? Are you sometimes your own worst enemy, tearing yourself down, berating yourself, sometimes being unmercifully critical? Do you even know what it means to live in the love of God to know as David knew that God delights in you, his servant? That still breaks my brain a bit. Like, God delights in me. Hmm. Yeah. Just makes me feel deeply uncomfortable. <laughs> I guess, I, you know what, I think that's probably one where I I find it easy to accept, but probably harder to understand. I'm like, oh yeah, that's probably true. But yeah. it's like, well, how does that change actually change how I live? Like when I am like yeah. waking up glum, because I sometimes do, <laughs> gloomy. gloomy. Um, and then do I, yeah, where do I, do I really believe that, hey, like I can take this to God or am I just like, well, I will pound a coffee and I will get like a, a donut or something on the way to work. And that's what's going to like help me snap out of it or whatever. Or am I saying like, oh, like this is something for God to, to find joy in God somehow, you know? Yeah, I guess. Um, so he, um, he kind of moves on, um, from that conversation of like, how do you view yourself? And then, um, he points out that like, he says, um, while earthly pleasures aren't ends in themselves, they effectively serve as signposts to God and doorways to gratitude and spiritual intimacy. And like he says, when you're, when you're kind of hating yourself, you have no room to enjoy Hmm. God given pleasure because people, and I, I, I hear this conversation sometimes these days, especially with moms, because there's on one side, moms are like, you know, take care of yourself. Like, you know, put your face mask on yourself before your other person or whatever, like in a plane crash, you know, <laughs> Sorry, I was I know. thinking of the, like those makeup face masks, moisturize your face before you, uh, I was thinking of before like you moisturize COVID your baby's face, <laughs> COVID face mask, <laughs> your baby's face mask, <laughs> look a little wrinkly there, Timmy, um, so some moms are like, you know, you should take some time to yourself, have a bath, you know, and others are like, that, like, just suck it up and like stop Just being so selfish. Like stop being so selfish. Like motherhood's about self-sacrifice or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so you get kind of both sides of it. But he said, like what a healthy person would call taking care of himself, you'll call pampering or self-indulgence, or you know, it's it's good to like self-sacrifice until you basically break down. Um, because you view some of these things as either lazy or beneath you unworthy distractions for somebody is so like committed as yourself and or he says after all you could be saving the world or sitting in church or reading your bible or whatever Hmm. obviously that's not to like dis real like spiritual practices that are good and right to do but we can forget or not realize that enjoying life is an important spiritual practice yeah enjoying a nice bath yeah and and yeah making figuring out how to make that work too right like how to how to actually enjoy different things as they come yeah um and so you think he kind of goes on to talk about like how christians can tend to separate pleasures from god like or pit pleasures against god like you can either enjoy something or love god like you can't do both Hmm. he says um I grow weary of te- the teaching that even for the redeemed, this good world that God creates competes with him instead of points me to him. Um, so he kind of kind of sort of, he basically says, you know, enjoying like going for a walk and enjoying nature or, 
um, even laughing at a TV show, it's like, that's actually a way to love God. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, well, there's a whole kind of diversity of things you can and can't do. Now, I don't want to like, I mean, sometimes worship leaders are like, you know, they'll get up on Sunday morning, they'll be like singing like, this isn't worship. Like everything you do is worship. I'm like, eh. <laughs> I don't think that's true. Like, I don't think everything you do is worship. I mean, you should be worshiping God all the time, but like picking your nose? I don't think so. That's a better example than what I was thinking. (laughs) Okay. Um, But I think there's something of like... But isn't it, Willie, because what a marvel of the human Ian ears, (laughs) nose, throat. (laughs) It's a food supply. (laughs) For Teddy it is. (laughs) Um, But can we go back to worshiping God? Sure. That... What you're doing here is worldly. What I'm doing, distracting you with my yeah. wiles. With my wiles. Worldly, worldly woman. We're going to get to that later with a worldly woman. Um, uh, but when you think about worship, so there's this uh, principle, theological principle called the regulative principle of worship saying, hey, if you're going to do worship, if you're going to worship God, you can only do the things that have been laid out in scripture to do. So the Psalms only people. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there's a bunch of people, like a bunch of different interpretations even of that, of like, well, the, what are what are the things that God permits us to do? You know, Psalms, hymns, spiritual songs. Dancing naked. <laughs> it Probably in his underwear, but who knows. But that's only if you're dedicating a temple, a temple, anyways. Right. So, but then I mean, you have these huge debates of like, well, what was actually in the Bible? Was there symbols in the Bible? Was there trumpets? Was there it's guitars? Uh, yeah. Yeah. And so like, what what can you do? And I remember actually reading a debate with uh, John Frame, who's one of my favorite theologians, on the regular principle of worship. And um, <clears throat> I'm going to very broadly summarize, but he just took a very open-ended view to what, what is regulated by God. It's, and in some of it is just like, you have to recognize what things are for in order to use them in worship, right? So, or like... Um, some things you worship God, like some songs you worship God by singing them, but some songs you worship God by just listening and just appreciating the beauty of them. Um, and so that would mean that, yeah, say like in a church, yeah, some songs it's like, well, you need to sing out this song, even if you're not a very good singer and praise the Lord that way. But sometimes it's like, oh, there's gonna be a soloist. Well, just listen to the soloist, right? And listen to the words and praise God for what's in that, you know? Um, but then it kind of opens up of like, well, what creativity can you appreciate as pointing towards God? And it's like, well, it's pretty broad at that point. It, like it's um, so different the real forms of art, is, different forms of music. Does Mariah Carey point us to God? Yeah. Now, I think, so it's like, I think there's a point of saying, well, what what is that for? <laughs> right? Where does Mariah Carey fit in? I don't think on Sunday morning. It's <laughs> definitely not with her outfits. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And not some of her songs, right? Um, but there is like a... Um, yeah, someone belting it out, oh holy like, night, and her voice is yeah. friggin' incredible. So it's like, sure, praise God, you know. And it's like, am I gonna be like, oh well, I can't sing that, so I feel left out. It's like, well, of course I can't. First off, she's a woman, so I mean that <laughs> happens every Sunday at church. I can't sing the same notes as everyone else. But also, she's better at singing, and like, is she supposed to just like get sing poorly <laughs> in church just <laughs> to make people feel comfortable? Um. Or yeah, yeah. Look at modern art and be like, "Oh, that's just degenerate," or, or would like, um, any number of things. It's, well, they just don't really understand what's going on, mm-hmm. or they don't, or they they don't, don't like see it. the good. In, yeah, they just don't like it. I mean, it. like obviously, I don't know. Your church, I don't think went through this in the same way, but many churches went through the whole like, 
worship debate of like the 90s where it was like people are stopped using the organs and the hymns and we're using contemporary christian music and yeah well, like parishers still use the organ i think it's still there churches you know or like yeah or whatever or it in our church what happened was they off they put the like old like did the organ service and then the younger people service and anyways but it was very disturbing and dad my dad said to me one day he's like just imagine if one day you just showed up and they're doing like they're doing rap music as worship but from the front like how would you feel about that you know and i was like it would be different (laughs) i wouldn't like it it would be different that happened once actually a friend invited me to a church and they were doing rap music and she was mortified i was like i I think it's fine (laughs) (laughs) because it was a bad bad quality that's what we should be upset about quality yeah especially yeah but not as a like just i mean if we were all tr- supposed to rap together for jesus well that, that would be unfortunate well that would be bad because you wouldn't do a good job of exactly it. It would, you make it worse it would be it would be yeah very very bad so it's, it's not a good it's not it's, it's not, not a, a good, good congregational example. Uh, event <laughs> yeah. um yeah but so sometimes it's not just that you don't understand it it's just that you don't prefer it that's a good category too to just say I don't like that as we teach our kids the right children. it's like this is bad no what's you say <laughs> at the I don't, dinner this table this is not my favorite it's not my favorite oh I just I love when Teddy says that because I hate it because he's like usually this screaming is... screaming I don't like this it's like that's not my favorite anyways um, we are making progress as parents our children are becoming like civilized human beings <laughs> well. <laughs> corona civilized right like teddy's hasn't seen another human being in like nine months <laughs> it's not true he's seen other people's children from a via distance. video <laughs> he, um yes um okay so um he does bring up like near the end of the chapter that like um idolatry our uh, idolatry is a legitimate concern um, you can worship created things rather than the creator, as it says in Romans. Um, it is, there are things that you can love and serve more than God. And so we can't just forget that because that's an important thing. Um, and he says, he says, the fact that I shouldn't misuse pleasure is very different from disdaining it or pretending that I don't occasionally need it. I'm not sure if I know anybody who actually disdains pleasure, but I think there are people who maybe see enjoying things as lazy or like not a good use of your time. Yeah. Like think of all the people who like make fun of like guys who game because they put it into this category of like waste of time. Yeah. It's like, I know one of our listeners has written pretty i i don't know if should I, can i use this word extensively about like you know gaming for the glory of god you know like why not it's not like you know like i'm not a deadbeat like um figured why not eh? why not eh? um we come from small towns yeah um so, so that is like one example sports is not considered a waste of time a waste of time probably because your body is active but Maybe that's why people categorize any, like, internet, excessive internet browsing or tweeting or whatever as being stupid waste of time. Excessive podcasting. Um, I don't think we've hit excessive. Okay. Um, yeah. So, let's see. What else does he say? 
He had the the big question, right? <laughs> the big question. He big actually question starts of... this chapter with this like whopper of a question that we did not want to drop because it was a bit yeah. So um, I think jarring. we're gonna, Are you just going to just we're straight conclude up set with it? this one? So a quick question: Do you consider the world a prostitute or a mother? <laughs> Yeesh. So what does he mean by that? Well, no, no, I'm. You got to answer the question. What does he mean? Okay. Um, that's, that's a fail on well, your exam. Wow. What does this even mean? What does? I haven't heard that word in a long time. Fail. Um, I certainly don't think of the world as a mother. I'm learning to like learn to appreciate and like that kind of thing, but like, it's I I'm somewhere in the middle. Hmm. Oh yeah. I guess I I mean Mother Earth as a mother feels a bit like ooh, guy. Uh, ooh, yeah. Yeah. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Earth as a mother. Is that what it says or world? Uh, let's see. Uh, where did it go? The world. The world. The mother world. That's actually just a weird thing to say. Mother world. But, um... <laughs> yeah, I think it's actually a weird question. Um, but probably more towards, like, um, mother, though, as, like, a, a nurturing place. Yeah. A place of life. A place where life comes from. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm moving in that direction more and more. Hmm. Probably, yeah, I'm not sure. But I think I have felt it's probably like the effect of those end of the world books, the left behind ones, you know, where you're like, everything is going to corrupt. Did they ever like... finish those? Or are they... I guess <coughs> I he died, did. eh? Or did... Tim LaHaye? Yeah, I think he's died. Or, or did uh, Jesus come back already? That was what we were in Oh, I thought he's still writing books, but maybe okay. not. I have no idea. Um, but... Or just like the cons- more conservative circles that I was running in, but it's that idea of like, the, you know, it, the world is being constantly corrupted. It's just like, and it's being, it's and it's winning. The corruption is winning, and it's tainted everything. And you know, and so, like, you just can't. You got to be careful, yeah. but not just you got to be careful, but like, just stay away from it. And so I feel like super liberal to like, and embrace it with confidence rather than being like that's lame because i grew up being like that's lame and stupid but not i don't know how to explain myself Hmm. but i'm starting to understand that from a more joyful perspective rather than just like rejecting it because it sounded stupid now i'm like that's wrong and i'm happy does that make sense no not entirely (laughs) it's 11 o'clock at night yeah I guess it's less bitter. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, I guess I'll have to understand this more of you because, like, yeah. I don't know, maybe it's from growing up on a farm or whatever and just seeing that, like, um, yeah, the world's made out of dirt, so that's good, right? Okay. Right? Like, it's mud puddles and and uh, growing things. I think you also were, you, you also saw the world in, as just, like, there's a pattern of things and this is how it works. Maybe. You know, like, you know, the world is run this way in the sense of like, um, you know, it rains and the soil gets nutrients and that's just the way the world is set up. Whereas I tend to think of it in a more conspiratorial manner where it's like the like world the is... Chinese make it rain? Like, how does it work in <laughs> no. where you grew up? No, but like, like that it's corrupted and like, 
and oh yeah you do that's right yeah. you know that it's like sin is like has encroached onto everything and like yeah everything is like touched by the fog yeah whereas i'm like i want to get that covid vaccine so that my 5g runs faster <laughs> shut up <laughs> because we all want the chip that's in our belt <laughs> would that yeah. make our lives a lot easier i mean you could open your door with your your chip people do do that in their arm yeah okay anyways <laughs> where are we going here that 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 that's worldly that's worldly what Conspir- chips in your arm conspiracies <laughs> yeah um so all to say the earth helps us love god and pleasure enjoyment points us to god it doesn't separate us from or it doesn't compete from with god that all enjoyment is a way of form of worshiping god that's what yeah that's what yeah and, is and learning to see the good in the world yeah is enjoyable and you're actually seeing god when you see the good in the world yes i think that's what we want to end on mm-hmm. that, that we want to keep learning to see the good stuff in the world and having fun with it because god made it good and so when we see what it's good he's actually pleased in that he's not like angry with us or, mm-hmm. yeah and every moment is magical and what was that quote from hg memorable Wells? memorable mysterious mysterious magical praise god yeah so this has been two slant trees thanks for joining us <laughs>